Welcome to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. Keep up with Lisa's day-to-day problems and solutions she encounters with Outlook, third-party apps, and Office 365. The learning never ends, folks. Learn from Lisa. Welcome to the Call That Girl Show. I'm Lisa Hendrickson, your hostess, and this is show number 91. If you want to check out my past shows and notes, you can go to my new website, www.callthatgirl.com and check out the podcast tab. In time, I'll give it another name, but for right now, that's where it is. If you don't know the story of my dot-com squatting, I will give you a quick uh, little story about that. In 2003, I started Call That Girl, a home support business to females for the most part. And, you know, I just was doing it part-time. I was working uh, a corporate job at the time, so I thought it would be fun just to have a little website. I kept the dot-com for quite a few years during all the corporate days, but then I think I let it lapse and during that time it lapsed, somebody else bought it. And then in 2007, when I decided to go full time, I found out on who is, who owned it. And I called and said, hey, I used to own this website. I'd like it back. And the guy was like, well, darling, you can have it back for $500. And back in 2007, when I was starting all my business, I didn't have much money. I just said, ah, fooey, I'll just do the dot bits. Well, in 2007, I had a very just static website. It didn't do anything. I just was whatever. And people were like, what's a dot biz? It wasn't very known. But I was like, well, it is what it is. Call that girl dot biz. And it seemed to work. Well, then in 2009 slash 2010, my website got moved to WordPress. It was in 2012 or so when I started really figuring out this SEO blogging. And as years go on, my website is just chock full of information that I ain't touching. So um, anyway, it was a a year or so ago, maybe a a year and a half ago, the guy who had bought the dot-com emailed me and said, hey, do you want the dot-com back? And I literally about had a heart attack because I was like, oh my God, I can get my domain back, you know? It was like finding a lost long child. And he was really, you know, just nice about it. He said, look, I bought it for my daughter and she'd passed on. I don't need it. So if you want it, you can have it for 450 And of course he added, I have other people who want it. I'm like, like who? You know, I'd be the only one. So I said, fine. You know, we just, I, I just paid the 450 But at the time when I got it back, I was like, what am I going to do with it? Because honestly, I can't move the 1,500 blogs I have. That's just silly. And I can't really do anything with it, so I just redirected it to callthatgirl.biz and kind of sat on it and just didn't know what to do with it. Well, then, if you guys recall, um, I don't know, it was maybe six months to a year ago, I wanted to start transforming the show from not being Office 365, but more to being just a show so I can talk about anything because I love a lot of things about marketing, and it's not just traditional marketing and standard marketing, it's little stuff you know the seo blogging is huge for one but google analytics and wordpress plugins and just all these fun things i do so um last year when i tried to call that girl show it just didn't work it wasn't the right time so i went back to call that girl's office 365 show but in the last two months things have changed um if you're a past listener you've probably listened to my stress without look getting worse and more frustrating and I noticed it too. <laughs> it wasn't something I love feeling. So in June, I started the SEO business called I Found You on the Internet. 
put a lot of time into that. I got a lot of clients right away, but with anything you have to market, you have to keep being consistent with it for it to work. And I just found having one singular thing to do was not enough for me. Um, I wanted to pick up the pace a little bit. So uh, I took a break from the, I found you on the internet and took a break and I worked on, oops, the um, Facebook group I helped manage. That's uh, the IT business owners group. I spent, I don't know, a month and a half working on that website, creating the plugins for the members, the Google map. And I really got focused in something else that really charged me back up. And at the end of that project, I was so like ecstatic that I did something else very creative and fun that I was like, okay, I need to not just do the SEO. I want to do marketing too. And then I was working on some ideas of what I can help people with. I took a long look at um, clients who own small businesses and realized a lot of people would like to do marketing themselves, but they don't know how to do it. So um, I started thinking of some other ways I can help people, but yet still use my same system. And I decided to do what's called like SEO and marketing training or coaching or what, you know, whatever. And um, I put it up on my website. I started doing some drippy marketing with people. And I told my current prepaid clients, look, you can use me for both now. And they were like, oh, that's so awesome. I said, yeah, because this is going to help them stay on as prepaid ticket holders. Plus, they can now book me in small bites of time and just ask simple questions like my last client did about her website. She just, it was just easy stuff for me to tell her. So anyway, then I just like, oh my God, why don't I take the callthatgirl.com and make that the new service page for all of it? And so in the past, I don't know, three weeks or so, I've been putting the callthatgirl.com together. It's not officially launched, but if you want to go check it out, you're going to see it has the same look and feel, but that's where I'm going to put all everything outside of Outlook and Office 365 from now on in terms of marketing, training, courses, ebooks, the podcast. And I'm going to use that as my funnel system to, to do a lot of the marketing for people. I want them to see the marketing in action. People like to hire what they can see and they can prove it and I can prove everything I do. And, and I'm not a person that's going to step outside my bounds too much either because I like doing what I'm comfortable with, with some exceptions, of course. But, um, so anyway, that's kind of in a nutshell, you guys. So you can start going to my new website. Um, today's show is actually going to be about Office 365 marketing. A lot of you folks are out there doing it. You want to know how to market it. I'm now going to start telling you how to market it because I'm trying to scale back on some of the Office 365 and Outlook work I do so I can have more fun doing the SEO marketing I love doing. Does that make sense? Hope so. So now I can start giving away free advice. I'm not worried that everything's going to come out of my pocket with money. Just remember, you can still hire me to help you with migration coaching and Office and Outlook stuff. I'm still doing it half and half. And I think that I need to do it half and half because I still love Outlook. It's just I love it when it's not problematic for me. <laughs> Okay, gang, before we get on with the marketing tips here, let's uh, give a shout out to App River, who have been my uh, Office 365 sales and support since 2013. They have a great sales team. You can talk to them. They got a great support team. They've got engineers. They got a SharePoint guy. They've got a lot of stuff going on there. Everything's all inclusive. You don't need to call Microsoft ever. And they have reseller and partner plans. So if you want to get in touch, 
You can email my rep, Steve Harris, sharris at appriver.com. And by the way, they've also asked me to do some blogging for them. So you can check out their uh, blog and I'll put that in the link for the shows too. They have, their, their, um, they have a partner blog. So you can go get information when you're a partner. Okay, and then on my callthatgirl.com site, I have five blogs out, which I'm giving away free advice on how to do SEO and marketing yourself. Um, the beautiful part about people learning and reading is that some people are going to read it and go, yeah, I don't really want to do it though. I like the reading, but this is where you learn and you can figure out if you want to do it yourself or not or hire out. So that's why I'm doing the free blogs. Um, I'm up to number five, I think. I don't want to move my mouse on my computer, but I'll have six out soon so you can see it. My uh, website is a rolling blog and uh, I think number five, I do give away a free ebook because I want you to actually read the ebook and see if that's what you want to do as well. And for those of you that have um, employees and such, what I love about the ebook is you can have one of your staff members read the book and do the SEO for you, or you can get personally trained by me as well. But SEO is not difficult. It's not expensive. <laughs> it can be really free because I know because I did all my own for years for free. It just took me a while to figure it out. And I spent years figuring out the right magic. Also during the month of November, Matthew Rodell and I last year put out a course called the Computer Business Breakthrough. We have it on sale this month for $99. What I love about this course is Matt and I put in so much work into these courses to train all you guys that it's really um, like a business acceleration course. And we have 10 interviews, which the interviews are also posted on the callthatgirl.com website. You can get to know Ken Dwight, uh, Marcin Klachensky from Malwarebytes. We got Fabs from Fabs Auto Backup. We got the founders of Ninite, um, David Sims from HIPAA for MSPs, and um, someone else, of course, uh, Luke Coffee from Recovery Force. We've got other entrepreneurs that we interview to tell you guys their stories of how they started off as BreakFix and niched out into a product or service. And I love that about our interviews because everybody, you know, that sells stuff now, they start off as just, you know, generic break fix folks. So if you got a great idea, want to niche out, this course is for you. And also don't forget to check out the Facebook groups. They will be all in the notes as well. My little Office 365 group is getting a lot of steam, you guys. I love it. It's starting to get people in it that are just of all different talent ranges and I love it that we were at 850 or so I think and it's very easy to moderate I don't even need anybody to help me run it it's just a nice smooth people ask questions everybody else is very helpful I'm also working on a SharePoint basics course today it's by the way it's Sunday November 5th um, I'm gonna get this course out and I'm gonna do it for free um, it's just a basic uh, SharePoint training for people who I have never seen it, don't know what to do with it, how to sell it and support it. And so you can check in the notes. If I don't have it out before the show, come back to the callthatgirl.com site and I'll have it up there. But it might be a week out for that, I'm not sure, but it's coming. People need to, if you, here's, here's what I say is, if you can't sell it, wait, if you can't, if you don't know it, you can't sell it. That's, sorry. If you don't know something, it's hard to sell it. People tend to, uh, want something more if you can easily say, oh, I use it and here's what I do, blah, blah, blah. So that's why the the course is going to be really good for you guys just to get to know it a little bit. 
And finally, uh, I believe I talked about in the last show, I have partnered up with Channel Pro Magazine, uh, channelpronetwork.com. I am a contributor there now. So all the stuff I talk about in the show is going to be over there, and all my content I write will be over there as well. i got to say I was pretty happy to find that I'm listed in the spotlight area right next to ASCII and Carbonite. So I'm in the perfect little spot to get attention, and I'm pretty happy about that. Um, I'm going to look forward to working with them in the future here because they have a good channel and they also have a free uh, print magazine and you can subscribe online as well. And they also do shows, events, and maybe one day I'll start going to the shows and doing stuff there. That'd be fun. Okay, so now let's move on to the show part here. Um, we're going to talk about Office 365 marketing. Now, a lot of people, their websites are still... Maybe not updated enough, but, you know, first of all, your website is the eye of your company where everybody goes to see and learn about you, right? So the one thing I've been telling my clients who I'm doing SEO for right now is Office 365 can make you a lot of money. So that should be, you know, a highlight of your company right now, because when someone's out looking at, let's say, computer repair and they find your website, when they see the Office 365 Right now, people are seeing Office 365 and marketing through Microsoft and Funnels and everywhere else. It's just another attraction to them. Even if they're not looking for Office 365 now, they're going to remember seeing it on your website. So first thing I'm going to tell you guys is if you sell and support Office 365, put it on your navigation bar at the top. Don't hide it in some you know networking solutions and a tab down in a tab. Okay, because you have to have it front of face because when people, they might not call you right away for it, but they'll remember it when they want to do office or things like that. And um, I try telling people, you know, put your most expensive things on the navigation bar. Okay, hide the lower end stuff down below. But on the other hand, sometimes the lower end fruit can bring bigger sales too later. But for right now, I'm telling people that on my navigation bar for callthatgirl.biz, are my three big things I do. I keep everything at the top, okay? And that's where, you know, you want things above the fold, it's called. That's why people say they love my website. It's so simple. I have a simple banner with what I do and a straight-up navigation bar. Now, if you're going to put Office 365 in your navigation bar, you have to have a page that it links to. And here's what I've done in the past, is I've created one big, long, you know, sales page. It talks about everything I sell and support. And that's a way to do it too because you're keeping people interested in that one page. You can also have a page for Office 365 Home. You can have one for Office 365 for Business. You can have one detailed down to Exchange only, SharePoint only, Teams, OneDrive, whatever. Um, you know, you think about your audience and who you want to attract is how you should make your navigation bar and the sub menus there. But um, I can tell you, if you've got too much information, sometimes it's too much also. Also make sure in these pages that you have a contact us area, phone number or form or something because you want to try to get that call to action to have them put in a request. On a side note, I also offer free 15-minute consults for Office 365. Just as a side note here, um, like I said, a lot of people think that they have to do big proposals and presentations and such. I also let you guys know that I literally win Office 365 jobs in less than 15 minutes. I don't do presentations anymore. Back in the day, I used to, but I don't do it anymore because 
most of my clients call in for a problem with, let's say IMAP or POP and they want syncing. So for me, it's an easy sell to get them to buy Office 365. And literally the, the biggest product I sell is the exchange, you know, but the next sell comes from when they need the software and they want SharePoint and they want Teams and stuff like that. I might have another show about the sales later, but anyway. So the navigation bar is where you want to put Office 365 for sure. Add the product line if you want to. Then what you have to start doing is what I call SEO blogging. Now I have the ebook you guys can get if you go to my tips on the callthatgirl.com website, you can sign up and get it. There's really simple ways to blog about Office 365 in your area, and that's where you're going to get inbound requests. Basically, an SEO blog is this. You title the blog Office 365 plus your town. And then you do some tips from the book, right? Then you maybe talk about it, write some stories. Blogs are meant, in my opinion, to be, well, there's three types of blogs you can do, but for this kind of stuff, you want to tell a story about like, oh, we helped a client last week set up Office 365, blah, blah, blah. Because if people are out searching for Office 365 plus your town, which is what they're going to do, they want to read a real person talking, not just uh, some content. But there is SEO blogs that just do that. This is tips for you to, for blogging continuously. If you want to do just plain out SEO blogs, which is like a sales page, that's totally different. But I'm talking about blogs. And the reason why I'm telling you to do blogs, because there's a purpose for those that I'm going to talk about next. So let's say you make a blog, Office 365 plus your town. You write a little story. That blog now you can put out to the interwebs. And you can put that blog out in many ways. You can add a link in your newsletter. So if you're not promoting, you do Office 365 in your newsletters, you can actually put the in your newsletter. We are now supporting Office 365. Write a little blip, do the read more, and link it to your blog. You want people to get out of the newsletter onto your website, okay? Get them captured in. Then you can get the sale from there. The more blogs you do, the, and, and start thinking of ideas maybe of, Little things people have questions about with Office. You know, how do I purchase it? Where's the best place to purchase? It's really endless at this point of things you could blog about, okay? Tack it on your newsletters. That's number one. You can also then take that same blog post and put it out to your Facebook. Your personal one, your employees' ones, however you market it. You can put it out to your fan page. Um, if you have groups, create a little graphic that I just make in Word. It's really simple. That's another way to use that blog. So when you're thinking about a blog idea, think about your audience, who's going to be reading it and such, and then create something exciting. You know, at least you have something different than the generic stuff everybody puts out. You want to catch the eye with the Office 365 to your audience. And if you haven't been marketing it this way, you're going to definitely catch some people because they're going to be like, oh, they're doing it. Well, we've been hearing about it. Well, now I know they do it too. If you don't tell people, they won't know, right? Another thing you can do is try to use buy local, support local. Um, try to get them, your people, to stop buying Microsoft Office 365 directly from Microsoft. Try to tell them the value of hiring someone local because of support. It's so much better. Nobody likes calling Microsoft. You want to be the person. I happen to use a vendor at River. So when I make my sale, I tell people, well, I've got 24 by 7 backup. I'm also the partner plan. So that's something you might want to consider if your business is smaller. 
you can say, well, we have 24 by 7 support, which you do when you use a vendor that you work as your backup. For bigger companies, you got to figure out how you're going to sell that. But I mean, you know, I like the fact I sell internationally and my clients can travel and call up River at any time if they need a password reset at three in the morning and I'm not awake. I also like them for a few other things that I have clients help with because of whatever. But anyway, I like the buy local, support local. Try to get people to funnel in with you. You can also add Office 365 to your email signature. Start promoting that you do it. You, Between us business owners and our staff, we do a lot of emailing. That's a great little marketing little spot that people do read and will catch on to. If you happen to be the kind of person that goes to meetings, B&Is, and chambers and stuff like that, start pitching Office 365. Try to make that, you know, if you want to make money on it, try making it your top presentation uh, topic because a lot of people don't think of that. They're trying to get people into MSP. They're trying to get them in, but sometimes you need a hook. The hook is Office 365 now. Make that one of your top things to talk about and get to know the products, of course, so you can talk about and sell it. Um, right now I was hired by a company in, uh, the UK to do some SEO work and they were giving me titles of things, you know, and I was like, how about doing office 365? Your competitors are not marketing that. And, and then that's when I brought up, start talking about that and your other things. I was giving him coaching ideas because I said, you really have to start thinking differently than your in your competition you know which reminds me you should do a competition check by the way in your town go to google don't be logged into your google account either and do office 365 plus your town and see what your competition's doing you this is going to give you a good outlook to see who's doing what and if you're competing with somebody that's bigger than you or smaller than you then you know you got the edge or you need to get upped with the competition you can also add it to your business cards the next round that you make. Um, if you, especially if you do a lot of in-person things, you definitely want to make sure people see that because, again, the point is you want the edge over your competition. Anytime you can get those words in marketing, you're better off. Uh, another idea is the Facebook fan page or the public pages now allow you to do a boost post. I've been playing with the boost posts. I'm by far not an expert, but I've been enjoying them. So what you do is you create one good blog, you put it in your Facebook public page, you put a good call to action graphic and get a good um, capturing question or something. Then you post it and then you can boost it. Now the thing about the boost is you wanna make sure that you pick an audience in your area or where you wanna market to, which could be city, county state community whatever like if you live in chicago you know i'll just use an example like lincoln park i think is a community there you could just put in the lincoln park community okay you can put your audience in a certain area so you don't have to pay for people outside of your area i happen to have a boost post that i have just technicians on facebook and i picked like 20 keywords and everything i promote is only two technicians um, I put a budget and it works. You know, I saw my clicks go up and my views go up. But remember, these Facebook boosts are meant to have a call to action and get people, but literally it's just more about marketing. And marketing, again, sometimes has no value in the return of its investment for a long time. Marketing has to be consistent. So 
If you are like doing a couple of these Facebook boosts and you're like, ah, fooey, no one's calling. Well, I'll just think of it this way. Put a $20 boost out every week for a few months and just consider that part of your budget. Eventually, it's going to happen because marketing in the long run does work if you're consistent and you've got a good message and a good product. That's why my biggest marketing right now is Google SEO. But on top of that, I do tons of other stuff that I'm telling you guys right now. You just can't do one thing. Um, you can also try to join some local Facebook groups if they allow advertising. Uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, abusing the, the feature, but I know that some techs, they have said they've gotten really good traction by joining local groups and promoting their businesses there. Use the Office 365 as a highlight. You might even want to have a referral commission plan because you might have somebody out there that has a lot of connections and say, look, if you refer me a client, I'll throw you a 30 bucks or 50 or something. Um, uh, encourage people to refer to their friends. I'm not a big fan of referral programs. They just don't seem to work in my business, but I know a lot of other people really use them. Okay, next up is LinkedIn. Now there's a lot of value in LinkedIn. Um, 10 years ago, LinkedIn was a totally different animal. Lately, it's become, you know, uh, literally an article, you know, pushing, pushing content page. It seems so a few things I tell folks to do to get traction in LinkedIn to avoid all the article stuff is make sure you add to your LinkedIn profile that you do office 365 I even go to the, the level of adding it to your title you can say office 365 specialist or something like that put it in your job description also because those are keywords okay and LinkedIn now uh, now that they've been bought by Microsoft it's supposed to have better traction with the search engines, which I don't know. I don't really know if it 100% works, but the point is, is that LinkedIn search engine does work. And I get a lot of calls from people who are searching for Outlook Expert. Well, of course, I rank number one there too because no one uses those two words, so I own them. But you know, you, if you can't, you can't be found if you don't have it out there. So get your profile up to par. Add in your Office 365 services. Add in whatever else you want at that time. Good time to revamp doing your profile. You can also now, because you've got contacts in LinkedIn, you can do those posts just like Facebook. You can go post it and put a link and send it to people outside of LinkedIn. Um, that's where you can make a graphic again. Now, I'll let you know that the LinkedIn graphics suck. They are like wide, tall, weird, and I don't have a graphics person in-house, so I have to just play with it. Mine ended up being really tall, a lot of white space so anyway it's whatever attracts you know your people so you can go ahead and do the um, post and you know try to encourage people to get off LinkedIn and go to your site and uh, read your information and, and call you so use LinkedIn as like a filter system you can also do this thing called uh, articles right or publish an article I don't know if that is a hundred percent great for uh, marketing officer 65 but I use the articles as like an extension on my blogs so I'll go write a blog and then I go put it into a LinkedIn article then I can also share it within LinkedIn but remember you can share anything on LinkedIn so it doesn't have to be one of their articles but it might be good for extra marketing purposes then if you are in some uh, LinkedIn groups locally you can go ahead and um, you know a lot of people just push articles in there ten years ago the groups were more about real networking 
Now it's about article pushing. So your article is probably just going to get in the article dump and no one's going to see it. But some groups still have what's called the um, email uh, where there's a digest or something. And some people might get it in their emails and might see it. Who knows? But um, anyway, that's just another avenue. And then finally, now this is really not sure territory if I should be saying it, but you can export your LinkedIn contacts to your newsletters. Now, your newsletter company will not like it if they find out. Um, I can tell you that I've already been on list reviews many times because I put all my LinkedIn contacts into their system. And um, these companies don't like it when you import in LinkedIn contacts. So don't call your list LinkedIn if you're going to do it. Uh, definitely just call it contacts or something else. I know for a fact many people do this because I get their newsletters, you know. I, I see it. I'm not against it. But to me, um, it can get you in trouble. People can click your newsletter spam and they can get you blacklisted actually with GoDaddy. That's happened to me a few times too. So I'm not saying you should do it. I'm saying you can do it, but I'm just not sure you should. I actually quit doing it uh, years ago. Because it just got me in too much trouble with the company I work with. And I was like, ah, Dave isn't even worth it. But I'll tell you what else I tried. I tried emailing the people from my Outlook. Because I was like, hey, I had something new I was doing. And I said, this isn't a newsletter. It was more of a company informational update. I tried to rename it something else. And um, I actually got pretty good traction with that. Uh, people congratulated me. They were more like personable about it. <coughs> Excuse me. I did get, um, I don't know. I think I got maybe three people. I sent it to 2000 people and actually I was going to do 8,000, but I got tired of it. Um, I think I got three or four people that said, please take me off your list. And I was like, fine, I'm just taking you out of my LinkedIn contacts. So fooey, I don't care. But I did try something else and I found that the emailing in person, which I was doing mass emails, 100 per email, then, you know, you, there's no law that says you can't do a company update. You know, it's not spam, but some people might see it as spam. But it was just something I tried and tested and I'm just sharing with you guys. Um, let's see, I think those are kind of the, the, the core things that I can share just to get you guys started. Uh, another thing you want to make sure you have is experts ready in your pocket. If you're going to start doing Office 365, you're going to get some really weird questions, okay? Now, I happen to get questions like, oh, I need a hybrid uh, migration with an um, exchange server to Office 365. Well, guess what? I don't do that. I know a guy in Seattle that does that, though. So I have a relationship with him set up. So anything that's outside my wheelhouse with Exchange, he takes over. And that he pays me a commission. So it works out really well. I do the vetting and he just gets the client. And typically, you know, he, he lands them because the, the people, these people are calling our technicians usually that need his help. But let's say you get a client that calls you for Office 365 OneNote problem. Well, OneNote is not everybody's cup of tea to figure out. It's taken me a couple hours to figure out some really messed up OneNote. So... Here's what I tell people is when you've had a first call in and you're listening, you have to decide if this is in your wheelhouse to successfully repair and fix or set up and configure. If it's not, you do the next step, which is figure out, hmm, do I want to learn that? 
and said, something I do want to learn, you can feel free to tell the client, look, that's something new for me. I'm willing to learn on a lower, maybe dollar rate or something, because I don't like learning on my full rate. And, you know, see if that's something you want to start learning. Clients typically will take a lower fee to figure it out with you because it's new for them too. The third thing is say, nope, I'm just going to give it out to an expert. And then that's where you have experts in your pocket ready like me. I can do a lot of the Outlook work, a lot of Office 365. I've got a OneNote team in Seattle. I've got a OneDrive expert. I've got a SharePoint expert. I've got a Power BI expert. I mean, I've got people that write custom Outlook templates, Word experts. I have kind of everybody in the expert level in my pocket to refer work to. So I really like having that available because then I never say no to people, okay? And you always want to be that person. You're like, yeah, you know what? That's not something we do, but we know somebody because you don't have to know it all. And if, if people find your marketing, they think that you're knowledgeable. Well, you are. You're going to be knowledgeable to send them to somebody else because it's not an everyday thing. That's how you guys, I get so much Outlook work. I'll be honest. I have clients that say, well, our technician, da, 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 da just couldn't fix this issue. So we had to come out and look for you. And I said, cool, I'll just fix that one issue. The, the technician did a lot of the, the before work. Okay, gang. So that's kind of it. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'm still Lisa call that girl dot biz. Um, like I said, my goals for 2018 are 50, 50 outlook and office SEO and marketing. So during the next few podcasts, I'm going to still do outlook talk. I might talk about more marketing opportunities, you know, this and that we'll see. This is very new. I'm also still looking at that YouTube, uh, adventure I'd like to start doing. So I'll let you guys know when I do it. All right, guys, that's it for this show. This has been a Heyman Hendrickson production audio supported by Mitch Heyman. See you next time, folks. Bye-bye.